Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're with us. Holy Spirit, we are so excited. Look how you're growing us. Look what you're doing. Look at the people you're adding. Lord God, what a joy it is to be part of the movement of Jesus Christ across the earth today. We're so grateful. We're so grateful. Lord, come and fill us again. Come and speak to us. Lord God, I ask that when we leave today, Lord, we'd be more in love with you. We'd be more understanding of your ways. We'd be more connected to your body. We would feel that sense of belonging in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen and amen. God bless and welcome to every nation, Ramsach. The second of the two greatest commandments is this, that you would love your neighbor as yourself. We're going to take that commandment seriously in our upcoming series, which is called The Art of Neighboring. We're going to practice loving our neighbor. And today, we're going to spend more time talking about loving your neighbor in church. That's the person next to you and the person across the gap from you, the one, the one meter gap, the COVID gap. Loving, loving the people in our midst, being a family, belonging to the body of Christ. There was a day in history that everything changed. It was a game changer day. It was something like when Lionel Messi's been injured and hasn't been playing games for a long time. I can see some people's eyes light up. You know what I'm talking about. And then Barcelona brings Lionel Messi on in that crucial moment of the game. Game changer. You know what I'm talking about. To bring it closer to home, you know, it's like when the Sharks maybe weren't playing their captain, and then they bring him on. Our glorious, glorious Sharks captain, Lucanio Am, comes on, and bam, it's a game changer. You know what I'm talking about. Sorry, sorry to all the Lions fans here. But it's a game changer. There was a day when God did that. He just came down as the Holy Spirit, bam, game changer. Everything from that moment, from that day of Pentecost, suddenly God was not just in one, was not just one man walking this earth. Suddenly God was in everyone that chose him. And from that moment, he began to mold his church together. He began to create a community on earth. He began to add us together. You know, the, the, before that, there'd been this wide gap between us and God, but there'd also been a wide gap between people, between people groups. In one instant, he came down to change that. Many thousands of years before, the Holy Spirit descended on mankind, on his church, and began to build the church of Jesus Christ. There had been a moment when, when Moses having brought the Israelites out of Egypt, had gone up on the mountain to speak to God and the people terrified of being abandoned, of being alone, had built a golden calf and started worshiping it. Moses came down, followed very swiftly by God's anger and 3,000 people died that day. Hectic, can you imagine that? That's like a COVID week just, or COVID day just in an instant. On this day, when Holy Spirit descends on his church, 
3,000 people are added to the church. 3,000 people are brought into life. It's like from this moment on, God decides to rewrite history. To rewrite the history of your community, of your nation, of your people. He's saying now, the destruction that lived there will no longer live there. Because I am adding you to a new nation, a new community, a new people that will be governed by life. And that's who we are. That's the church of the living God. That people, when they join us, go from destruction to life. And I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about holy homies. <laughs> to put it in modern terms. That's actually what happened. When Pentecost happened, holy homies began. God started adding your homies. He created a tribe that had the name of Jesus above it. You're all happy. <laughs> Acts 2, we're going to read that. We're going to read that particular story. It says that, so those who received his words, that was Peter's words, were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers, and all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. You see... The good news of Jesus Christ is not just that you are added to heaven. It's that you're added to the church, to God's people. Today I'm going to talk about DSTV. Are you ready? This is not the kind of DSTV that you, that you watch Supersport on. This is the DSTV that happens when you turn off your television on your screen, you turn off Netflix, you turn off Showmax, and you text a friend and say, when can we hang out for coffee? What are you doing after church? Can we do something? That's that kind of DSTV. It's the picture. We're going to talk about how to create that picture that happened in the book of Acts when, when Holy Spirit began to mold his church. How do we recreate that? How do we partner with him, surrender to him, allow him to do that in our midst? I'm going to talk about devotion. I'm going to talk about sharing, DS, devotion, sharing, together, T and V, victory, DSTV, the right kind of DSTV. I'm nothing wrong with DSTV, but I'm going to talk about that. So devotion, they were devoted to fellowship. I mean, fellowship's a weird word. It's just, I mean, you never, you never text your friend, can we have fellowship today? It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing that happening here. But they were devoted to fellowship, and fellowship simply means having fun together. Doing life together, they were devoted to having fun. I mean, how, how, how often have you gone to church where the pastor told you, get devoted to having fun with your friends? 
get devoted to it. I mean, that's a big word. They were devoted to it. And the word devoted in the Greek, I won't, I won't bore you with the, the, the actual definition, but it has, it has three concepts to it. And the first one is the one of persistence. You see, it says that they were meeting in each other's homes, and they were meeting in the temple, and they were meeting in each other's homes. When? Daily. Yeah. I mean, I know people who complain about coming to church once a month. I mean, they were doing it every day. Day after day after day. Why? Because they loved it. They were devoted to it. It was their joy. It was their delight. Devotion has another, another connotation. Exclusivity. It's Valentine's Day tomorrow. Husbands, you can thank me later for reminding you. It's Valentine's Day tomorrow. Hint, hint. You know, what, what, would, it, what would it be like if I, if I said to Andrew that I, darling, I'm devoted to you, but just tomorrow I want to go out with John. Is that okay? Who's John? Who's John? <laughs> I don't think I know a single John. Can you believe it? I don't think I know a single John. That's why I could use that name freely. But devotion means exclusivity. You see, they were saying no to some things in order to be devoted to fellowship. They were saying no to overtime work so they could get to connect group. Yeah, I know. They were saying no to Sunday morning sports events so they could get to church. Ish. You're feeling the pain feeling the pain. You see, they were saying no to things so that they could be devoted to the people of God. Because you see, it does, you know, relationships are not formed overnight. They're not formed with one encounter. They're not even formed with a weekly encounter. Relationships are formed with persistent, daily, regular, often interactions with one another so we can form memories. We can have Common experiences, that's how you form community. We have to be devoted to being together. If we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to build this in our minds, we're going to have to be devoted to what He's doing. And the last thing that it means is that it, it means that they, were, they, they had over-the-top, excessive, mind-blowing care for one another. In this community, when Pentecost happened in Acts 2, it was the Feast of Pentecost, which was one of those that the, the Jews had. There were three feasts that every year all the males had to come to Jerusalem. And this particular one, they had come, as was their custom, from all over the, the, the Roman Empire to be in Jerusalem. And when Pentecost had happened, they said, we are not leaving this church this is where we want to be. So now the church had a problem. They had all these people that were trying to set up their lives again in Jerusalem. They were having to find work, start businesses, get their families established, etc. And you know what it says they did for these people? They sold their possessions and gave to everyone who had need. They said, your pain is my pain. I will do what it takes to alleviate your pain because you're my brother. 
you're my sister. We one people. We devoted to fellowship. So devotion is a long commitment in the same direction. Let us look at sharing. These people were Wi-Fi friends. They were bro-nuts. You know what those are? So Wi-Fi friends are those people you walk into their house and your, and your phone immediately picks up their Wi-Fi. <laughs> you know, that, those are Wi-Fi friends. Those are the people, they gave you their Wi-Fi code way back when. I mean, you are connected. They were bro-nuts. <laughs> they were bro-nuts. You know what a bro-nut is? That's the bro that you will share your last Krispy Kreme with. That you will give up that last donut for that man or that woman. I don't know what bro-nuts, daughter-nuts, girl-nuts, fro-nuts. I don't know. Anyway, they were those kind of friends. You see, the word, the word there... Um, for them being together was, is the word kononia, and it literally means sharing. It literally, the community, the, the, in Greek they would call them the kononia, the people of God. And it literally meant, meant the sharing, the sharing place. This, this was the kind of place, it says they had everything in common. Everything in common. This, this means that I, I meet Seppo, and I say to him, nice shirt, dude. But you know what? I feel like Jean-Luc, he's got one just like that. And Seppo says to me, hey, this is Jean-Luc's shirt. Because everything in common. <laughs> That's the place of sharing. You know, one of the the most beautiful experience that I had in this last week. I shared with this last week that, there were, that our daughter-in-law was extremely on death's door sick in ICU. And 25 intercessors from this church watched and prayed through the night with Andrew and me. And every half hour, they changed over and another set started praying and we, we prayed through the night. And they were sending scriptures, encouraging words, things that God was telling them on the WhatsApp feed that we were all working from. And I started at the beginning of that evening. I was believing. I knew God would do something great, but my heart was so heavy. I just felt so overwhelmed. You know, you know those moments when you don't even know what to pray? It's like, you know, you know God's good. All you can pray is you can pray in tongues and say, God, you're good. Just do something. And minute after minute, scriptures were coming in. Encouraging words were coming in. By the time I got to the morning, I was like fired up. I mean, if I, had, if I could have found anyone on the street at 5 a.m. that morning, I mean, they were going to hear Jesus. Because I was like, God is the king of the world and nothing is impossible for him. And from that, that morning on, there was a continual increase and improvement in her. And I, I'm pleased to announce that. Uh, sometime next week, she's even going to be discharged. I know, isn't that amazing? You see, sharing is about sharing all of you. 
And part of sharing is, is putting your, who you are on the table. It's like not hiding. It's like being real about your pain and your heartache and your joys and your experiences so that everyone can participate. Because, because my victory in seeing her healed is your victory. It's our victory. Sharing. Let's move on to being together. Sometime back, Andrew and I, uh, he, he was in the army and we'd moved to Pretoria and we had two young children at that stage and we were, we were still members of the Rosebank Every Nation Church and every, Andrew in fact was still on staff. And we would drive through from Pretoria every Sunday to church. And I had just had our second baby. It was so far. You know, these are valid excuses for not going to church. You understand me? You know, I, I felt like with clear conscience, I could say, church is too far and I have a young baby. And so I didn't go to church. And no one complained. No one even thought I was being unreasonable. But you know what I discovered started to happen? Is my heart started to just get cold. You know, I was, I was reading my Bible, I was doing all the normal Christian things, but I suddenly, I found myself just feeling less and less interested in Christian things. I found, I found thoughts coming into my mind that go something like this, oh my gosh, I don't know if I really enjoy that preaching anyway. Oh my word, I, I, don't, I don't really know if that worship, I just, I just don't know. I don't know if it's really my thing. You know, Susie, when she wears that dress to church, it really irritates me. So I'm so pleased I'm not there seeing that dress. And one day God just came to me and he said, you're a burning coal that's been removed from the fireplace and your heart's going cold. You're listening to lies. And I was like, oh my word, I can feel it happening. And so the next week, I woke up early. I had one child on this hip, another child on this hip. You know, baby egg throw up on my shirt. I still went to church. You know, I was exhausted. I was like putting on my makeup. Like as I walked into church, I mean, it was chaos, but I got there. And you know, as I walked in and I saw the girl with the ugly dress, I thought, oh my gosh, what a beautiful dress. You know, the worship, I was like, oh my word, this is heaven. That person's out of tune, but it's still heaven. You know, the preaching, I was like, yeah, that's just for me. How did he know? And it just, all those things just melted away out of my mind. And I realized, this is home. This is where I belong. Because being together really matters. To being together changes us. There's some scriptures that I want to share with you. Proverbs 18 verse 1. And in the normal kind of Bibles, ESV, etc., it says this, whoever isolated himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. That's a bit of an H one. It's like, don't isolate yourself. But let me show you what it says in the message. Eugene Peterson gets more extreme. He says, loners who care only for themselves spit on the common good. Mm. Now let's go to the NLT. 
A recluse is self-indulgent, snarling at every sound principle of conduct. So if you don't get it from those three, I don't know what. It's when you isolate yourself, bad things happen. We have a saying that we use in this church that says, isolation kills, but connection heals. Isolation kills, but connection heals. They work together. Yeah, you can give the Lord a hand. That's a good, good saying. And the last thing was their victory. When I was in high school, I gave my life to the Lord for the first time. There, there was a little bit of an interlude somewhere that happened because I didn't really get discipleship. But nonetheless, I gave my life to the Lord right at the, when I was in high school. And this is how it happened. I was transferred from one class to another class, and I knew no one in the class. I was so lonely. You know, as a teenager, you know, we, teenagers specialize in, in loneliness. You know, if you're a teenager, you know what I'm talking about. And I, I was transferred to this class, and oh my gosh, it was so hard to make friends. I didn't know anyone, and I just was just really battling. And I noticed this group of girls, and they, they were clearly Christians because they kept on speaking about Jesus, which I thought was a little irritating, but they... They were so darn happy, and they were such good friends, and they always they had inside jokes, and they were talking and high-fiving and just having a blast. They seemed to enjoy life. And they were always talking about youth group and church. So I went up to one of them, and I said, I figured, like, you know, if I get there, at least I'll get friends. So I went up to her, and I said, please, can I join you? Please, can I come with you to youth group this Friday? And, you know, she, I mean, that's like a Christian's dream. You know, her eyes lit up. It's like, Yeah! <laughs> So, so I went with her to, to youth group that, that Friday. I didn't believe in Jesus. I didn't really care for their songs. I thought they dressed funny. But I found friends. And they liked me. And it was, it was fun and it was cool. And, you know, I just, I just kept on going to youth group, even though for a long time I just didn't really know about this Jesus stuff. And slowly as I hung out with them, their lifestyle and the... And the things they talked about began to sink into my heart. And one day I said, I'm ready. I see that it's Jesus is the reason for this community. And I want him. And I became a Christian. But you see, they allowed me to belong before I believed. And the greatest victory of community is not just that our mental health improves. Science tells us that people who live in community are happier and live longer. It's great, great benefit. But that's not the main benefit. It's not just that you're more prosperous. Economic science tells us that people who live in community are, in general, more prosperous than people who live out of community. Great benefit. But it's not the main benefit. The main benefit is that when we live in community, we give a witness of Jesus Christ to the world that is irresistible. That when people see the love amongst us, the love for one another, they, their hearts beat with the delight of wanting that. It's like, I, I must have that. Because you see, we were born for that. And it speaks to the human soul and brings us in. 
The good news of Jesus Christ is not just about being added to heaven. It's about being added to the church, God's people. Daily, God added to their number. Amen. Can we pray? <laughs> Let's stand. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for everyone here. I want to thank you for your goodness and your grace and your power and your majesty. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Would you come and fill us? Would you come and fill us? My friends, I want to pray for everyone here that that the deep connection of community, of spiritual community, would happen for everyone. My exhortation to you is not to stop until you get it. Don't, don't put that responsibility on anyone else. Make sure you, you push till you get it. But I want to pray that the Holy Spirit would make a way. Because the day he came down was a game changer. He began to build something new. So Lord Jesus, I pray that you would come upon my friends. I know we don't have sweet Holy Spirit background music, but I'm going to ask you to just put your mind on Holy Spirit right now. Lord, would you come and fill my friends with the power and the ability to feel connected, to know that they belong. Lord God, I ask, I ask that you would come Lord God, I want to pray and demolish the lies of the enemy that have kept people separate and away. Holy Spirit, I pray that the places in their heart that have been damaged by previous relationships would be healed. And Father God, I ask that you would give us the grace to be the church, to be connected, to be devoted to fellowship, to share all things, to be together, and to experience the victory of being the witness, the corporate witness of Jesus Christ on the earth today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And last of all, I want to pray if there's anyone here that, that like me, you've been hanging around church for a while, or perhaps this is your first time in church, and you, you would... You've got to the place where you, you want Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You don't want to just be with us in person. You want your heart to be connected to Christ. If you don't have an assurance of your salvation, and you're saying, I want that. I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me, and I'm going to ask everyone to pray together. Lord Jesus, I come to you. Father, I ask that you would forgive me for running my life under my own direction. Lord, I ask that you would be my Savior. I make you my Lord. I surrender to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Is there anyone here that you prayed that either for the first time or it's a, it's, you've prayed it before, but this is a recommitment or you just want to give your life again and you want to start afresh? Is there anyone who prayed it for the first time or as a recommitment? Please, won't you just raise your hand just so that we can connect with you. 
and we can help you take the next step. Is there anyone here that would like to acknowledge that? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask Pastor Handsome to come up and say the blessing. Go, go, go live large. Go live big. Go live, live in community. Be the church that Jesus is creating, that the Holy Spirit is creating on earth today. Love you guys. Amen. Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand for that. What a powerful message. Lord, we thank you that the church is now leaving the building. And that you go with your church as they leave the building into their communities and their societies. And we declare, as you taught Aaron, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you his shalom. Now, forever and wherever you go, in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. Have an amazing week.